good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut a dude. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local, national, native news and events, and as you know, Chujank, little Haley, the cute little Haley over there, uh, aww. Aww. Uh, <laughs> native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues. You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, you know, I just have a quick question for you. Did you have a good week, uh, weekend this uh, past weekend? Oh, I definitely did. You know, enjoying the warmer temperatures today. We had some sunshine. So I don't know. I had to hit those uh, those ski slopes before the snow melted. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I had a good weekend, round dancing and all that, and seeing a bunch of relatives. Uh, there was a memorial out at Shakopee, uh, and uh, you know, yeah. just all those all those good things uh, that you know keep you close to your community. Um, yeah. You know the the racist name of the Chiefs won this weekend, and um, we're gonna have to be hearing this uh, this tomahawk chop during the Super Bowl now when I'm watching it. But thank God the the networks don't show it like they used to, you know. Mm-hmm. You can hear in the background, oh, you know, and just kind oh, of, no. oh, my God. Wow. it's it's So it's the Chiefs and the 49ers, right? Right. And the 49ers are a racist name, too. Um, <laughs> I won't get into that. Chiefs is pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Hey, what would you do if... We didn't have any guests <laughs> like oh. tonight. Let's say if we didn't have a guest, which we have uh, Maggie Lorenzo of Walk on TP coming on and also Dr. Stately, our regular uh, regular guest. What what would you do there, Haley? I think we would be pulling up some uh, Ho-Chunk language and <laughs> looking at some different language. We could compare languages with uh, the Anishinaabe, the Ojibwe, the Dakota people, and our Ho-Chunk language. I, don't know. I remember one time we did that, and uh, or that happened, and our guests didn't show up, and we started sending out the phone number to our regulars, and they jumped on, and... I don't know, were you with us then? But that was uh, no. it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we just had, oh, come on and save us. Robert's saying um too much. We need a guest. Mm. Well, I know that uh, Maggie and the people at Wakan TP, Awan, Adeke, um, have a lot going on. There was something yeah. that happened over the weekend with um, the Winter Carnival. Yeah, for that little clue thing. In places where they shouldn't be. Right. Well, and, you know, Maggie's going to have an update on that. And I really want to talk to Maggie about her organization and, uh, and, uh, and, and get into that. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting world we live in, you know, it's, it's, we live in two or three worlds here, you know, uh, or even more, you know, people understanding what sacred is to some people, you know, it's like, uh, when I was a little kid, uh, you could walk on the Indian Mounds and Mounds Park. There was no fence around it. And people did play and walk on it. And that would be, you know, like uh, walking on somebody's grave, you know? Yeah. Or going through a church and looking for something. Yeah. You know, yeah. just uh, so those things have changed in a good way. But that, that's because we've had uh, leaders and elders uh step forward and say enough's enough and uh so walk on tp is going to be a a interesting story because it does have a happy ending um but geez what i was reading uh last night people you get clues from the saint paul paper in the winter carnival which we don't have and are not having right now and it really kind of concerns me too when it comes to uh you know, uh, global warming and what we have going on here as uh, what we call weather. It might be, 
it might be good for a t-shirt uh, skiing, but it's not good for the economy. And I was down by the Mississippi River, and there's no water going over the dam. I mean, there's things that I kind of look at this next uh, this next summer because we'll be in the second year of a drought as uh, uh, as a probable time that we should probably be conserving water and the weirdness of that uh, water being put on the stock market three or four years ago. And um, so it's going to be the commodity that people uh, have been talking about for years is that we'll be wars across this country fighting for fresh water because there's not much fresh water out there, Haley. I know, seriously. And water is life and, you know, we need water for so many things. And um, I got to share a little story. So I go up to the North Shore quite a bit. And I went to UMD my freshman year of, of college. So this is back in 2016. So 2016, I took a photo above uh, Palisade Head off of the North Shore there over Lake Superior. And uh, I went back a couple years later, took a, the same picture in the same spot, and the water was lower visibly. Rocks were showing that weren't uh, visible in the previous picture uh, from years before. And then this past spring, I went to the same spot, and the water was even lower. So... Yeah, it is scary because that's you know where we get most of our fresh water everywhere around the world. Exactly, and you have companies that even secretly come to this uh, state and suck out water out of Lake Superior, um, you know, out of the river, and um, you know, there's companies out there, corporations that are are doing that because, well, you know, we buy bottled water and plastic jugs and. Uh, Right. You know, sometimes we have to do that. Like in St. Paul, we found out just recently, and, uh, you know, I've kind of known this all my life, is that there's lead in the water, and you know what that does to you, and so I have an mm -hmm. excuse. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to be drinking that. You don't want to be giving it to your animals, you know, which are your your relatives, your your pets, your family. I know. And those PCPs, too, and those plastics in the water and the runoff and... The way they get into our agriculture and our water supply is not good. You know, I'm, I'm East Metro, so east of St. Paul, and we all know that the big 3M company is out here, and they've, huh. you know, leaked chemicals into our water here, especially in Lake Elmo before. So oh, it's a continuous, continuous fight. Yeah, and they got a slap on the hand, their hand. I guess we won't have uh, 3M, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, uh, uh, advertising on our show but that's kind of the difference between hopefully you know uh, us progressive speakers and this station and the other stations we're on um big difference between corporate uh, radio or corporate media than uh what we're doing here and trying to do and uh you know we're just speaking our truth and uh what's great about this show is there's so many people like today that are going to be coming on and speaking their truth and we just have to give them the platform and that's what's been excited, exciting about having this show for over seven years now. Right, right. And just bringing more attention to Native, uh, a, Native organizations that do protect our land here, especially in the Twin Cities, because there's, mm -hmm. if you're in the Twin Cities, there's not a lot of, um, you know, fresh land that is untouched and still has all the natural resources that are native to the land. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm really excited to hear what Maggie has to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's fun. Uh, it'll be fun to s talk to her. I talked to her this morning and, uh, you know, we saw the posts that she was putting up and a lot of people reached out to her and you'll hear the story. It does have a good ending. Um, there's certain places in the, t in St. Paul, I should say, uh, that you cannot, uh, hide the medallion and, and it's a significant amount. I think it's $10,000. It used to be in you didn't buy a button it's five thousand so people are out there digging uh, digging around on their hands and knees for uh, a sacred coin on our sacred land and and hopefully uh leaving it in a decent way which uh we'll find out with uh maggie lorenz uh ceo executive director of walk on tp here in st paul all right hey so we got 30 seconds left uh you got a joke uh haley no, I don't. But since we're on the topic of Wakan TP and the medallion, I heard on another station that I won't mention oh, that they have been searching in the same spot the previous years. So maybe this isn't a first time. Exactly. Hey, we'll be right back. Native Ritz Radio.
Oh, Stay with us. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Hi, I'm Mary T. inviting you to experience our integrative Mary T. Health and Wellness Center, offering physical, occupational, speech, and lymphedema therapies. Experience our guided imagery, meditation, Tibetan medicine, dry needling, massage services, including cupping and oncology massage. Sign up for our free wellness screenings and learn more at MaryTWellness.com. All major health insurance providers are accepted. Come for therapy. Experience wellness. The new year and the new eagle have arrived at the National Eagle Center. When you visit this winter season, you can meet and learn about the newest bald eagle ambassador, Perseus. Plus, the center is your headquarters for winter eagle information and experiences, including weekly winter bald eagle counts, golden eagle information, unforgettable expert-led field trips, and small group private eagle habitat tours for your friends and family. Make eagles part of your 2024 and plan your visit or experience today online at nationaleaglecenter.org. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting Native news and events from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, we don't have Maggie on yet, but we have the great Dr. Stately on, on phone line here. Uh, Dr. Stately, can you hear me? Oh, I can't. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hanging up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess he didn't he didn't pick up. Wow, that's crazy. Uh so yeah, we're waiting for our guest here. And um there we go. Is that Ooh. Dr. Stately? Someone's on the line. Is that Dr. Stately? Yes. Oh Dr. Stately, can you hear me? I can't. I weird, I can't hear you. Hold on a second here. Um, let me set this up. I wonder if he went, if Dr. Stately ended up taking his boys up to War Road for Hockey Day, Minnesota. I don't know. Let's have to, let's uh, figure it out here. I'm not hearing him. Dr. Stately, can you, well, you're not coming over, uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, roadcaster right now. So hold on a second. Let me call you right back. Oh, that's weird. I heard. Um, did, were you able to watch Hockey Day Minnesota at all? No. Mm. I think oh. it's going to be held in uh, Hastings next year, which is a, a little bit further or a little bit closer, sorry, than uh, War Road. So maybe we can go check that one out. Yeah, that would be. Uh, well, answer me a question. Did they? Um, did they? Uh, did they uh, uh, play uh, the NHL? Did they just play down here, or where did where did they play? Um, that's going, a great question. I thought they were going up north, but then I I thought I saw something, and that they were definitely down here. So playing at the XL. Yeah, Ooh, that's a great question. I'm not sure. I thought they usually played up there. Is this Dr. Stately? This is he. Well, the I'm one a, and only. I'm a, I'm a bill collector, and uh, I'm glad I got a hold of you. But you're live on the radio. Ho! You're a bill collector. Yeah. Are you, co- are you collecting dollar bills? Hundred <laughs> bills and dollar bills? What do you collect? Yeah, Billy bills. <laughs> Billy bills. 
just go. like the old Billy Beer from uh, President <laughs> Carter's. Uh, I just aged myself, right? You did. Like nobody, uh, like three fourths of the people who are listening don't even know who Carter was. <laughs> right, and uh, he's still alive. He's the oldest uh, president that's uh, still right. Oh cool. yeah, he is. It was his wife that passed away recently. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the first election I was able to vote on, uh, the Reagan and Carter uh, uh, presidency. And it what year was that? 1980. Oh. oh, yeah, you know, I think I was able to vote on that, too. That was the year I was my first time. Well, we're, we're still... Yeah. We're still waiting for Maggie to come on, and uh, she's probably, being the executive director that she is, probably uh, was uh, uh, busy doing things here because I talked to her this morning, and uh, I think things all went well. And I guess one of the things, uh, if you have a minute here, Dr. State, we seeing that we don't have Maggie on right now, we could possibly just talk a little bit about uh, what happened uh, this weekend. And... The Winter Carnival has a, a medallion. Uh, if you buy a button, you get $10,000, and they hide a medallion somewhere in some park or something across uh, St. Paul. There's four places that they can't be hidden. One's the Capitol, one's the Governor's Mansion, and then there's a, a couple more. And uh, it, the reason why, and especially with no snow, the place gets dug up, people leave trash, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cans of beer and all this stuff, and... Uh, that's uh, what happened to Wacom TP. Uh, basically, um, it ended up being the medallions there. And Haley was telling me earlier that uh, people do look there every year. <laughs> Why wouldn't they even think that that's a good idea? Like, who allows that to happen? Well, what I found out from Maggie this morning is that, and that's why I, I said a little earlier today that that's it's a good thing. Um, good things have happened from it. So the St. Paul paper has one person who hides it and gives the clue, and nobody else knows. So this isn't like the city doing it. It's the St. Paul Pioneer Press paper, and it's one person. So, oh, wow. So because it's such a you know, hidden clues and all this. So when it all shook out, and Wacom Teepee's right by the river, and it's been a, a, a re-preserved place. Uh, it, there's a, 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 a cave there that's been there, a birthday yeah. cave for 10,000 years. There's all these things, and um, he just didn't know. Oh, my God. Right. So now it's put on that list that it'll never be there. Uh, and so uh, happily ever after that something did happen in it. And uh, yeah. well, what's interesting about that is that, you know, <clears throat> this is an, ex- this is a really good example of like why it's important to do things like, you know, advocate so people understand Dakota history, they understand Dakota sacred spaces, that they begin, like, this is one of the reasons we have fought for decades now to get more information into the public sphere, into educational systems, you know, into the, into these, you know, you know, into legislation and those kinds of things. The reason why it's important to understand the history of Minnesota, Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. The Dakota people's land and, and these things. Like, if you, if this knowledge was more readily available you know the general public including in theory somebody who worked for the St. Paul Pioneer Press which is a you know which is a news agency and I mean their experience their expertise is doing investigative research right and then investigative um, journalism you would think that they would know this information or they would make a more um, strategic effort and, and intention to make sure that they're not not doing something like this nature, which is like nostalgic or novelistic, right? It's not right. It's not anything about history. I mean, what are people learning from this experience? Is there anything like specifically that's beneficial to society other than like being the one person that gets to say, like, I found the medallion? That's crazy stuff. And it's harmful to so many people and to an entire group of people and in, in a community. Yeah. That's, that's 
and it's it's a it's, it's a, a cheap, hard way to learn that lesson though right exactly it's a cheap way to sell a lot more papers because in the old days there was a, clo- a clue in the morning paper uh the dispatch yeah. and then the afternoon yeah. press and and i yeah. and, and uh, that's kind of how, how it's how it is uh and I, I was I was a journalist, so I have a lot of respect for printed journalism. I I, I was one of the editors of the Circle newspaper when it was barely in its infancy, right? And I got my degree in that. Um, I was working towards my degree in that at McAllister. So I have a lot of respect for printed journalism, but I also think that you know this is a just a it's also a business, right? Mm. Newspapers a business. Yeah, you know, they're in the business of trying to sell their paper. They're trying to build their their readership and the people who subscribe to it so that they can make more money so that they can do what they need to do, which is, you know, they're probably trying to survive in a, mm-hmm. in a time when, you know, nobody's reading newspapers anymore. Does anybody buy newspapers or magazines anymore? They read everything online. Right. So I get why they do that kind of stuff, but it's still harmful and damaging to a group of people who have been so damaged and hurt by the state of Minnesota and all of it you know, colonial systems for right. generations, decades, right? Well, they could have thought that differently. And I, th- and I, and I think all what's come out out of this by talking to Maggie this morning was that good things have good discussion and they're going to put a big article in the newspaper about it. And, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they would have basically given us the finger. So I think they're, you know, people like you that are in the community, uh, that are known and the, that we're still here has been going on for a few years and all the stuff that ha- is happening good here in Indian country uh, have opened up these doors. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, I do believe, like, if this was 10, 15, 20 years ago, they would have gave us the finger and said, tough. Yeah, I mean, I think 10, 15 years ago, there probably wouldn't have been as big of a response, maybe. I mean, I don't know. AIM would have been, AIM would have, AIM would have been much more active back then, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, hey. I appreciate you stopping in here. I know you got family in town, and uh, I, I really appreciate you coming coming by, Doctor Stately. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so, you know, just I didn't know this news until I talked to you earlier today, and now I'm listening to you talking about it. So, you know, my sons are Dakota. Mm-hmm. My family, I have a Dakota family, and so to hear that information, to hear that news, and to hear. You, we speak of that, and you know, Mac has a strong relationship with Wacom TP. We have a relationship where, with them where we take some of our young people. Where we have this project where we're reconnecting Indigenous young people in middle schools to the land and their and their spiritual and physical and, and cultural and ancestral relationship to that land. And we bring our young people to Wacom TP. It's just heartbreaking to me that I would do that to that space. Yeah. So, devastating and heartbreaking well again we appreciate you and appreciate you uh spending time and uh checking in on this it's uh really really important to hear from uh people like you in the community so big peeny geeky and give your mom give your uh, mother a big hug for me i will oh okay take care thanks see you hey native ritz radio presents i'm awake and we'll be right back after this short break Become a teacher and ignite change. Join the St. Paul Urban Residency Program to become a teacher in just 15 months. You can earn your master's degree and teaching license from the University of St. Thomas while earning a $30,000 stipend, single health care, and dental benefits. As an added bonus, next year's cohort, all residents will receive $20,000 towards their tuition. Apply now. Applications due February 28, 2024. Visit spps.org backslash s-u-t-r. Life can be hectic. Sometimes the pressure can feel like too much, and the emotions can be overwhelming. Hennepin County's Cope Mobile Crisis Response is here to listen and help you find a way through whatever is going on in your life. Call 612-596-1223 for no-cost crisis support anytime, anywhere in Hennepin County. That number is 612-596-1223. 
The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Peace of mind shouldn't cost a fortune. We keep things simple at Shroman Law because we believe planning for your estate and end-of-life care shouldn't be stressful or expensive. Every client relationship starts with a free consultation so clients have the information they need before making important decisions. From there, we work closely with clients to ensure they are choosing the most efficient and cost-effective plans for their specific needs. Schedule a free consultation today at shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N law.com. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice stamps. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Minnesotans are hardy. We don't let snow or ice get in our way. We have places to go, so making sure your vehicle is in prime shape for winter driving is so important. Take your vehicle to Rudy Luther Toyota for all your service needs. I was just there. I got my oil and filters replaced, and they did a complete safety check to make sure my vehicle can tackle what winter has up its sleeve. And they service all makes and models of vehicles. Head to RudyLutherToyota.com and use their super easy Toyota service scheduler to set up your service appointment today. Rudy Luther Toyota, on the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Gold. Valley. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy overnight with a low of 33, then cloudy on Tuesday with a high of 38. The music is still the hottest at Crooner's Supper Club in Fridley. Crooner's is located just north of I-694 off Highway 65 and Moorlake Drive. View their upcoming music schedules and food menus at croonersloungemn.com. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic, or NAC, in Minneapolis. Yeah, it was really good to hear from uh, Dr. Stately. I know he was busy tonight, but it really got him going. And, uh, and again, his relationships with, uh, with Wakan Tipi and um, what great work uh, Maggie Lorenz is doing there. I, I feel like I should read uh, her post, uh, Haley. Do you think? Uh, uh, yeah. I th- Let people know what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is her, her post from uh, 19 hours ago. It's been a long day. What started out as a lazy Sunday turned out what felt like another battlefield or defend our sacred places here in the cities. I was upset, hurt, and frustrated about mo- but most of all, I was exhausted from screaming into what seems like an endless void. And once I worked with educated group A on what they shouldn't do X at a sacred site, then here comes group B. It seems hopeless today. I felt defeated. And then, just as I was about to put diplomacy down because I thought maybe that's not working anymore, something amazing happened. I got a phone call from the Parks and Recs director at the city who was already in touch with the Pioneer Press and the situation. He gave me options, solutions, and asked what we wanted to do, 
and see happen next. He was already working on it, already advocating, already working to find a remedy. He passed my info along, and then I got a call from the editor of the Pioneer Press. Apologies and solutions were offered so that this never happens again. I got a call from the city councilwoman, from friends and neighbors. I heard about the emails that were sent to the city officials and event organizers. I read comments online, most of them incredibly supportive of protecting the sacred place. I even saw a former medallion finder post a call to action for the Pioneer Press organizations to keep this site on the off-limits list. The Pioneer Press is going to write about what happened and what they learned. Our friends at NPR and Native Roots Radio reached out as well as offered help us spread the word. Wakan Teepee is a sacred place and deserves to be honored and protected. Today was a good day for every single one of you who has put your heart, mind, and energy, even for a moment, in defending this place. Thank you. It's impossible to carry this kind of work alone today. Today, I, sh I was shown unequivocally that I absolutely don't have to. Defend, mm. hashtag, defend the sacred. Mm, oh, yeah. So what turned out really dark last night with uh, this medallion, be medallion being found down there uh, mm. and walk on TP and it, it's in the lower bluffs off the Mississippi River, for people don't know. Uh, in the Twin Cities or uh, our friends in Wisconsin that listen listen to our show. Um, and above above this these cliffs is not only the mounds. Uh, at one time, there's three mounds there, and there's a park called Mounds Park above it. And at one time, there was 100 mounds up there filled with ancestors for 10,000 years from all tribes across Turtle Island that uh, buried their their um, ancestors in these mounds, right. which is a graveyard. And then below the mounds, in the middle of the of the of the um, of the um, cliff, is a birthing booth. A birthing um, I said birthing booth. A birthing cave. <laughs> which uh, was sacred for over 10,000 years, and there was uh, uh, ancient drawings in there that were stolen. There were uh, water that ran in there uh, 50 degrees year-round, so people came all over to, uh, to uh, birth their, their young ones there. And uh, so this is a really, really sacred place, and I had the opportunity, Haley, to... Um, when I was teaching is bring a couple dozen native students down there and we started planting um, sage and berries and things that uh, originally grew there that hadn't grown there in a long time because what it was was uh, when Wakan Tipi took it over it was a kind of a dumping ground for the railroad so it was very polluted down there, and the, they put tons and tons. I think I heard something like eight feet uh, of new soil down there because it was so contaminated. So, um, wow, eight feet through that whole area is a lot of <laughs> a lot of soil. But um, I, I I asked Maggie a few years ago, you know. Uh, and have has those sage and everything grown and she said yeah it's growing and so i have to get down there and take a look and you know we have to we have to protect this we have to uh you know speak we up for the land right and it was funny what dr stately said too because uh, that made me think too if i wasn't doing what <laughs> i'm doing now I would have probably been down in the Pioneer Press immediately and protesting, and uh, like the, the gangster gangsters used to back in the day. And uh, we need our groups out there and young ones to uh, speak up and and let their words um, go. But diplomacy did work, and this time, and all the work that Maggie's put in with the community and educating has has worked. You know, I think I'm going to call this a, a big mistake that'll never happen again. And I think that's what I was trying to say to to um, 
Dr. Stately is that it's it's different now and it's 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 better now and it's getting better but we still have to be resilient and we still have to speak up and we still have to educate. Exactly. Yeah, and I I am curious too if this was the same person that's been in charge of hiding it every year or for the past years and yeah, I think that's a great point that Dr. Stately made too is that as a journalist you're uh, trained to um, in, make educated, you know, uh, research. And um, I just can't believe that <laughs> they didn't know about this site having, you know, that significance. It's really, really hard to believe for me. I would, you know, the, the person that makes the clues for this medallion, and like we were saying in the old days, it was uh, two, day, two uh, clues a day. They sold a lot of papers. The Winter Carnival was a big thing. It was really, uh, toward, in my uh, teens, it started to wane, and uh, it was a, a big thing, big parade, big happenings, and uh, they sold a lot of papers with that. I'm wondering... And it's secret who does the uh, who does the hiding and does the clues. There's only one person. What I found out, and I've heard this before, but and it's still that way. That one person, and I don't know if this person's eighty, a hundred, or forty years old now. I, you know, it'd be interesting to know that, but I, I don't think we'll ever know because it's a secret. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, and I was going through some comments, too. I think it was just comments maybe on Shelly's post. But people are like, well, you don't see us hiding things in churches and, and graveyards and sending people to go digging through those sites either. So, yeah, well, it, it has to be educated because at one time it was I think it was called the Bruce Vento uh, uh, area and um wildlife yeah, area. a lot of names yeah uh, yeah and when maggie took became the ceo five six years ago they changed the name and then also the direction because as uh, dr staley said it's lakota dakota land and that's their land and there's going to be a learning center down there and they've been fundraising for a long time so there, there's things like that that need to be uh, happening, but still, you go down there uh, for spring cleaning, and there's people dumping trash down there, and there's no way to keep keep it clean. There's no camera down there to see who's down there uh, doing things like that, and it's just it's it can be disgusting. So it's an uphill battle too for uh, Maggie's organization and the community to, to keep that area clean too, which it shouldn't be. But again, I feel like, you know, now we are educating people out there. This article, hopefully will educate the people that read the St. Paul pioneer press, um, and the things that are happening on online. Uh, there's a lot of people speaking out. I just happened to see Maggie's post last night. Uh, it was a different one and it was just like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- this is something we need to talk about. We need to educate. And th- there's many places like this. As you know, Haley, we have bur- burial grounds. Uh, we just had that opening with the book, uh, you know, to banish uh, forever the history of the removal of the Ho-Chunk and how yeah. oh, Mankato um stole our people in the Mankato and big shots and big mansions down there that are now um you know in the historical society or historically can't remove because they're a historical uh landmarks these these same people that have landmarks and streets named after them stole our property and stole our land and stole our corn and, and tried to steal our dignity mm-hmm. and our culture and way of life even um, while we're on the topic of Mankato, actually, I want to make a correction. Um, I said in the previous segment that Hockey Day Minnesota was going to be in Hastings next year. It will actually be in, uh, okay, so Shakopee, I guess, not on the same page as Mankato, but it will be in Shakopee. Um, so that's cool. That's by, by Dr. Stately, isn't it? Yeah, we'll, we'll be staying over at his house, barbecuing, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, well, I was... I feel uh, bummed out about that because uh, we could have gone down for hockey day and done a protest at the same time. Oh, I know. 
down there in good old uh, Maine, Cato. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, maybe another year they can have a uh, hockey, hockey day down in Mankato. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, hey, you know, this is this. I, I think I jinxed us in the beginning of the show when I said that we would have no guest on, but we did have Dr. Stately on for a quick minute. And I got to read uh, Maggie's quote, and we'll probably mm-hmm. put, the, put the phone call out there, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Give us a call if you want. Tell us how great Haley's doing. We'll be right back after the short break. Stay with us. Oh. As we age, it's important to invest in our health and to help protect it, like the flu, COVID-19 is always changing. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your vaccines. By getting the flu and COVID-19 vaccines, you can renew your body's defenses and lower the risk of getting sick. Get your health boost and protect yourself against the flu and COVID-19. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Howl! The City of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? Hey, what's going on? I just uh, talked to Maggie, and uh, she... Uh, was uh, stuck in a meeting, so... Oh, no. That's yeah. not fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, hey, I was... I'm so... My head is on Hockey Day Minnesota still, and I think I just got all switched around on locations because Hockey Day Minnesota, we were in... We were skiing, right? And um, we were like, oh, why is it? Why don't they have the wild game on and the chalet? And, and we're like, oh, you know, we're in Wisconsin. <laughs> We were out at uh, one of the ski resorts in Wisconsin, actually. So, oh. but what what is nice is, is living on the east side of the Twin Cities. Here is is being so close to the Wisconsin Minnesota border. Yeah, you can say it's nice. That's one way <laughs> one way to put it. Definitely mm-hmm. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> jealous? Oh no! Oh no! Not not jealous. No, uh, not the bad water over here. Yeah, I'm trying to get a hold of Maggie right now. Maggie, are you there? Hi, yeah. Hey, welcome to Native Roots Radio, last segment of the show here. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. It's been a busy day. I bet, you know. Um, I had a chance. Uh, we only got about seven minutes here left in, left in the show. Thanks for stopping in. I, I had a chance. I read your post on uh, Facebook uh, from today, and we talked about uh, Wakan Teepee and uh, the location and the things, and uh, it's just been an exhausting day. We had Dr. State Leon talking about it, and it's great to to, to finally get in touch with you. How are you doing right now? It must be exhausting. Yeah, I mean, 
it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, um, which is, is, but it's been a, in a good way, I, I think, because, you know, when we first found out that, um, the, the Twin Cities, um, treasure hunt medallion was, um, found at Bruce Bento or at Wakantipi, it was really frustrating. And I kind of, I feel like I told this story like three to four, you know, five times today, mm-hmm. but um, it was a little bit frustrating because, you know, we've been doing a lot of work over many years trying to um, advocate for the site. We, as in my organization, um, but we, as in Dakota people, um, it's been, you know, decades upon decades of ab- advocating for the site, um, trying to um, regain access, regain connection for our community to the sacred place. Um and, uh, you know, it's been, it's fallen on deaf ears for the most part, uh, from all different levels of, you know, landowners and land managing agencies. Um, and only in the past few years, we've really made some good progress. And I think it's just, you know, kind of the right time in our society, um, for people to actually care about Indian people, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's, it's really sad that it's taken so long, right? but, um, it's, it's good that it's happening, I guess. So, you know, um, well, Dr. So Stately and I were talking about it and I said, like, if this was 10, 15 years ago, they might've just said, whatever, you know, tough luck. And then we'd have to get the Amster gangsters over there to uh, protest oh, this, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, that's essentially what did happen. And well, it was in the seventies, I think AIM, and the Red Schoolhouse and um, other, you know, Native community members and tribal members came to kind of call on the city to close the entrance to the Wakantipi Cave because at that time it was open and people were going in there and vandalizing what was remaining of any of the ancient petroglyphs um, and rock art in the cave. So, you know, AIM did have a hand in getting the cave closed to the public back in the seventies. But, but yeah, I'm glad that we don't have to do that kind of level of protesting. Um, and at, at least right now, you know, to, to get some of our, our work done and, um, start moving things in a good way at the site. Maggie, how long have you been a uh, executive director again? Um, just about five years. Wow. So, yeah, I started in March of 2019, so it's been a while. Yeah, I was talking to Haley and our uh, listening audience out there that uh, I had students come down there and plant uh, berries and sage and uh, things, and uh, yeah, it you know it's just a, a beautiful vibe down there, and we still have to we still have to talk about it because there's people that still uh, go down there and are disrespectful. Absolutely, and I think you know some of the major things that I took away. Um, from this whole incident was one that, you know, times are changing significantly. I mean, because not only when this kind of incident happened, um, I didn't have to get on the phone and try to start, you know, calling, calling around to people to make, make my case heard. Uh, I was getting the phone calls and people were saying, Oh no, this happened. How can we help make this better? And so the fact that I didn't have to be the one pushing and people were, were responding to it and they already knew it was an issue from the city, from the pioneer press. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, just better, I guess, um, intentions and people willing to change the way things have been always done. Um, and you know, this colonial kind of society we live in now. Um, so that's, that's, was it really encouraging, but then, you know, also it was like, until we get to a point where we can prioritize with the city, renaming this site and redesignating it, because right now it's designated as a public park and people are going to treat it like a public park until it's not designated as a public park. I mean, people go down there for all kinds of recreation, including a treasure hunt, but all kinds of other recreation activities. So it's just not mine with how you would expect people to engage at a sacred place. 
Right. Wow. And so it, to be continued, and I, I think what you were saying earlier, too, I really agree, is that there's people, there's allies out there listening now. There's more progressive people in the community that understand uh, this is yep. Lakota, Dakota land. And, uh, you know, and, and that uh, this there was people here way before the colonization of this uh, state, before it was a state. Absolutely. Well, I know you got to get going here. You had a really busy day. I want to give you the opportunity to just to say a few more things about Wacon TP, if you don't mind, and um, and we'll let you go because I'm sure it's been an exhausting 24 hours for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, but a lot of great things are happening at the site. So our program team year-round is doing um, events at the site to help with the stewardship. Uh, and, and maintaining, you know, a healthy ecosystem there. Sorry, I just had a bunch of people come to come over. We're having people over for dinner. So, um, but so, you know, we just had an event. It was, it's called Seeds and Snowshoes. This year we didn't have a lot of snow for that, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you bring community out and they help seed the, seed the site over winter because there's seeds that need that kind of freeze thaw cycle to, to break their dormancy. So we did that and, and we have other, events like that coming up. So, you know, if people are interested, we have a lot of volunteer opportunities and a lot of different community programs that help educate people on not only the sacred site and the cultural history, um, but also uh, teachings around traditional ecological knowledge and our plant relatives. So, wakantipi.org. And uh, just would love for anybody who cares about this to join our community and sign up for our newsletter and stay in touch. Right on. Hey, thank you so much for uh, taking her call. I know you've had a busy 24 hours, and I'll be over for some of that corn soup here in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Maggie. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Right. Okay. Talk to you later. While well, I was Maggie Lorenz uh, of Wacon TP, and uh, we're glad to have her on and uh, speak her truth. What a great organization. And, uh, what a lot of work a lot of people put in in the Twin Cities to get these people going. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from, ple- from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on. It's sacred ground, and it's the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. If you're, we're, if you're, we're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Ain't got